Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child. We're so glad you've joined us for today's conversation. So let's settle in, take a deep breath together, and see what we can talk about today. In the past few episodes, we've talked about consequences. We talked about the natural, logical, problem-solving, but we have not covered rewards and punishments. Yeah, and I think that's a really an important place to kind of go and explore what that is, what that means, what that mm-hmm. looks like for mm-hmm. a parent. Yeah, and when caregivers hear the word rewards and punishment, they think about consequences automatically. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, generally speaking, what is the definition, general definition of reward? What is the general definition of punishment? Yeah, so a general definition of a reward mm-hmm. is something given or received in return for a deed or a service rendered, uh-huh. something given for a behavior. That's right. And then a punishment is the imposition of an undesirable or unpleasant outcome meted out by an authority. So our big question is, is parenting with the use of rewards and punishment the best way? Well, as parents, you know, we tend to ask three big questions with our children. Sometimes it might be, why is my child doing such and such? Uh-huh. Why won't they do this instead? Why, yeah. has this, why is this happening to me? Yeah, why am I in this situation? And then the second one is, okay, so how can my child change? You know, how can this just not be like it is, you know, so. It might be, how can I make them change? Yeah. How can I be an instrument to this change? Yeah, and that's the third how, question, yeah. How can I help them change? That's right. When we think about being an instrument to change, what kind of change? Do we want it just to be a behavioral change or do we really want to focus in on the heart? I think we have to back up a step. Mm-hmm. And talk about one of the foundational issues in the life of every child is this issue of authority. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, and I heard, I'm going to give a quote. It was Paul David Tripp listening to a podcast, and it was talking about God's beautiful, protective authority. And I thought, oh, that's beautiful, just the way he put those three words together. Because nowadays we don't think of authority like that. But... That's the way God intended it. It's protective for us. So uh, this is what he said. God makes his invisible authority visible by putting the authority of parents in the lives of children every day. Hmm. So I think we have a choice as parents or just people. We, We can have it look loving, gentle, kind, patient, tender, forgiving, safe, security, hopeful. Or it could be... Harsh, condemning, impatient, selfish, irritable, fearful, provoking. And I think the trouble, one of the troubles of this type of authority or or parenting style is it deepens the natural rebellion of a child, Mm. not just against our authority, but against God's authority. And this is a, a good foundational conversation to have when we start thinking about rewards and punishments. Are we punishing and rewarding using a spirit of fear? Or are we guiding, teaching our children, helping them learn from consequences with a spirit of love? And we have two verses that we wanted to read. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And that's 1 John 4, 18. And the other verse we have is, Beloved, let's love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Hmm. That's 1 John 4, 7. Two models for this idea of, of discipline. Mm-hmm. One's based on fear and one's based on love. So rewards and punishment, because loss of rewards can also be looked at like a punishment. Yes. They go together under the fear umbrella. And consequences we put under the fear of love, the love umbrella. So uh, let's spend some time talking about what we'd put under the fear, fear-based discipline. Well, a short list that we talked about of common rewards for children could be food, I'll buy you that ice cream cone. I'll get you that treat. If, you, if you're good in the store, I'll buy you a cookie. Oh, wait, wait. We yeah. got to talk about chocolate, huh? Come yeah. on, chocolate, chocolate over here. Let's speak. Exactly. <laughs> Material goods, mm-hmm. a new toy, yeah. behavior charts with stickers, mm-hmm. words, words of affirmation, and celebrations. And then mm-hmm. a short list of common punishments that we put together would be a loss of that reward, because as we talked about, a loss of the reward is a punishment. Yeah, you kind of feel like, I blew it. Yeah. I, I messed up. And yeah. Yeah. Time out, threats, don't make me call your dad. <laughs> yeah, those, those ones are Don't make about. me pull this car, car over, <laughs> yeah. all, the, all those things that we do. Yep. So all of these are common punishments. Yeah, rewards and mm-hmm. punishments, Yes. So, bottom line, what do we see as a problem with rewards? We listed five things mm-hmm. that we thought of as problems with this, and we're going to explore these five things throughout this podcast. The first one was, well, a reward or a punishment is relying on extrinsic motivation or external motivation, mm-hmm. not something something outside of the child. And we're not really developing the inside character of the child when we use these types of external uh, motivation. We're not developing their own choice-making abilities, their problem-solving skills, not really helping them learn skills for a lifetime. That's right. And their character. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're depending on everything outside. And so Mm -hmm. they could become people-pleasers or very reliant on materialistic things or, yeah, you can see where this would go. This could be very detrimental. When we think about the three-part brain model, Mm -hmm. And consider that in regards to, in relation to punishment and rewards, it gives us a pretty clear picture of why they're not effective. If we come to a child with punishment or loss Mm -hmm. of reward, Mm -hmm. we send them into the lower brain centers. So possibly the survival state or from the emotional state, they're operating from the brain stem or the limbic system. That's right. So the only skills they have then are to fight, flight, freeze, Blame, yeah. seek revenge. Yeah. I mean, they're not in that higher state where they can learn something from this. Mm-hmm. And we're asking them to use those skills from those higher states. And they can't. But they don't have access yeah, to it. Yeah, they don't have access yeah. to it. They, there's no way. It's impossible. It's a no-win situation. And we also take away their ability to have ownership of the problem. That's so right. not only can they not solve it, we have actually taken it away from them because we're attempting to solve the problem for them. That's right. And they're, they're frozen. Okay, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I made an, a mistake 
when I was doing some paperwork on a little business that we own. And, oh, I started beating myself up. I was self-punishment. I was punishing myself. Just, I can't believe it. I can't, you know, when you touch things on a computer, you ruin it, you mess it up. I can't believe it. You know, going through all this negative punishment talks from when I was younger. And um, then all of a sudden I realized, okay, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. look at look at what you're doing. Because I was frozen. Mm-hmm. I was just like, terrible me, terrible me. I, I went into the the flight. I'm just, I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, just freeze. And then I got a text and I got a call from the people I, I was working with. And they were like, oh, Diane, no big deal. You know, let's just think about this. How can we keep this from happening again? It's okay, you know. And it just freed me because then I wasn't being punished from them. I was I was giving grace. I was giving grace, and, I, and then it, then all of a sudden, I was freed, like you were talking about. I was lifted up into the to the brain centers that I could think and solve problems. And so that's just an example of what I did. Can you imagine what it does to a little child's brain? And I and I want to throw that in here again. And I know we try to say this in all of our podcasts. None of this is about condemnation no. for perhaps the way we have done things, you have done things, the way you've looked at things. It, we just really wanting to put this out there because if we know better and can have more information, mm-hmm. we can change and do things differently. Yes, the and, verse. And, oh, and there's no condemnation. Yeah, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We just want to put this out there on the table just to think about in a mm-hmm. very safe That's place right. to consider, you know, would I want to do things differently? And does this line up with my beliefs? That's right. Another problem, though, than we saw with rewards and punishments is that, you know, it does rely on a more fear-based discipline mm-hmm. model where yeah. we parent with fear rather than with love. And you, you've got to think about what are the short and long-term consequences of that. That's right. Some that we thought of were just real quickly off the cuff, you know, a fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, Fear of condemnation, like you described, I I can't be good enough, so I'm in this state of always worried about trying to, I live in this state of hyper-anxiety because I'm afraid I'm not going to meet the expectations, so then therefore, since I am am in a state of anxiety, I'm no longer in my executive state, I'm more sliding down to that emotional state, and I'm not accessing my higher order thinking skills. I know, and think about the world today, the anxiety levels and the stress levels, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to add to that. Right. We don't want to add to that. Right. We want to take that away, take that away as much as possible. And encourage one another. Encourage. Build one another up. Solve problems. Move forward. Mm-hmm. Not stay stuck. Forgive. Forgive. Mm-hmm. Not stay stuck, frozen in a, in a place where we can't solve problems. And we can do that with little children, just yes. with our intentions and our, yeah, the way we uh, approach yeah. them and discipline them. And the last thing we thought of in our list of reasons why this might not work is because... You just have to keep rewarding yourself. You have to up the ante. You have to find a bigger, better reward. Um, You can end up feeling like you have to reward everything that you do, and that's the go-to, and you find satisfaction there rather than in the achievement itself. Mm -hmm. So it it allows you just sit and be present with the achievement and celebrate um, that instead. And this information that we're given, it's good to just think on and, and meditate on this, you know, and even look at it in your own life. If you get a little reward, don't you want a little bit more and a little bit better? And you just, yeah, same thing. Yeah. You know, we do it to ourselves. Whether shopping, and, yeah. chocolate, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> do we want to do this to our children? So let's talk about extrinsic motivation 
and uh, external motivation? Yeah, so I was talking to a parent the other day, and they shared with me a conversation they had with their child, and it really opened her eyes to the use of rewards and punishments, and I thought it was really cute, and she said I could share it here. And I don't remember the full story of what she talked about, but she was frustrated with her child (laughs) and with the behavior, and as they were getting ready to go to the store again, she was giving her child instructions on on her expectations, (laughs) and the child said, well, what do I get if I do that? <laughs> and isn't that typical? I mean, that is so typical, yeah. you know? Oh, my goodness. So that's a good example of how I'm mm-hmm. sure many mm-hmm. parents use rewards and punishments in, in an attempt to motivate children to do something that they desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's what we mean by external motivators. They set children up to look for validation and approval instead mm-hmm. of just increasing their awareness of their choices yeah. and building up their own ability to guide their behavior. Their decisions and their choices are from within. You know, they're doing things for their convictions, and that will carry them a long way. I feel like I say that a lot, but it is. We're developing and training these kids for later in life as they grow older, making good choices. So uh, they need to be aware of their choices. We did have something from Psychology Today where they just summed up a lot of this. I'm just going to quote some of it. But parenting experts recommend motivating children without rewards for a number of reasons. Children who are rewarded for good behavior wind up doing it less. Uh, Excuse me. I (laughs) thought that was a surprise. Yeah. They do it less. An extrinsic reward makes it seem like the behavior is difficult or unpleasant when it really isn't. Yeah, like food. Yeah, eating this food or brushing your teeth. It makes it seem like these are things that you have to be rewarded for doing them because there's such unpleasant tasks. And brushing your teeth? Well, okay, I'm married to a dentist, but I love to brush my teeth. I love to go to the dentist and get my teeth cleaned. It's ultimately a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, taking care of things is good. So children kind of wind up developing a transactional attitude, Mm -hmm. as we saw in that mother's story. If we can prioritize intrinsic motivations over extrinsic rewards, we're better off. That's right. And that's the message that we're trying to get out today. Just think through, if you're doing the the rewards and the punishment, just kind of reevaluate and think about where that will go in the long run. And another point they made in this article is that rewarding good behavior often leads to bad behavior. Another another red yep. flag. Is that like surprising? It is to me. And I think sometimes the reason it can lead to bad behavior is because, again, seeking the reward, fighting against not getting the reward, pleading for the reward... Mm-hmm. We end up kind of in this little spiral of behavior. Mm-hmm. And it also talks about developing a child's sense of autonomy and competence. And you've already mm-hmm. covered that. Yes. But that just yes. again in, in, that, in that article. Yes. And I do want to mention, they talk about although tangible rewards used sparingly can help encourage positive behaviors in young children, I want to elaborate on that a little bit because I think what they're talking about there is the use of, let's say you do have a sticker chart to help your child brush their teeth. Uh So let's look at a way that you are using that that really isn't a reward. Yes. Think as an adult, I like checklists when I get, when I complete tasks. I know that I've done this today. I know that I've, I, it just, I can take it off my list. Yeah. So sometimes when you're building habits with young children, you might use something like a sticker chart just to show progression, gaining a skill over time. Trick is you're not using it as a, 
it's just a visual reminder. Well, it's not, and you're it, not try, trying to change a behavior. It's just a visual. And we've done an episode on visual reminders. Yes, you're not assessing the behavior. Right. If you didn't do it, there's no punishment. Right. It's like, oops, okay, let's try again. What let's will help us do again. it again tomorrow? So I want to just kind of put that out there in case... People well, are wondering. The, the difference I see also is one, you just, oops, let's try again. It's like looking to the future. You're trying to help them be successful. And the yeah. other one is you're trying to change their behavior because they've done something wrong. Yeah. You know, so very different, very, very different. different. But things. I'm glad you brought that up. Another reason we talked about was that punishments and rewards don't work for the long term because really the child or the adult even has to care about the punishment or reward in, mm-hmm. in order for it to even possibly be effective. So... Also think about what if I don't have the skill? Yeah, you don't have the skill. Now so give not, this example. This is great. Yeah. This is funny. So this was what Diane and I were talking about earlier. So let's say that her husband, <laughs> Hank, offered me a new car. If only I would run his office one day so that he and Diane could go on a little trip. And not just run the office, but did the treatment. Uh, yes, did the treatment. had to do the treatment yes, too. That's right. So no matter how nice that new car might be that he was offering with whatever you know features that car might have, no reward would help me achieve success. And I would feel very sorry for anyone who came and sat in the dental <laughs> chair right. that day. So would we. Yes. <laughs> I would need a skill that's right. taught to me in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. people, I think parents may use rewards and punishments to try to get a child to do something or motivate them to do it, but they may not have the skill they to do it. They don't even have the skill yeah. yet. So yeah, that's a, that's a good warning just to, same thing, evaluate. Does your child even have that skill? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to have them complete a skill that they don't even have right. yet. That's where training comes in, teaching comes in. And before. having developmentally appropriate expectations. That's if right. I expect my two-year-old to sit quietly for an hour while their mm. six-year-old sister is in dance class, mm. they probably don't have the skill <laughs> to just sit there quietly. I don't think so. So, yeah, appropriate. <laughs> yes, developmentally appropriate. Yeah, that's so. right. So what about the punishment when adults get a speeding ticket? Oh, How does that yeah. work? Let's think about that. Yeah, with an adult. With a punishment for a speeding ticket. I have to care about getting the speeding ticket, but here's the thing. Typically, with punishment and rewards, we just try to figure out how not to get the punishment, how to beat the punishment. <laughs> so you learn where the police are on, oh, yeah. on this highway. You learn where they typically are. You check your speed there, and then you speed on. Yes. What's the little machine that oh, I remember yes. when I was young? People used to have machines to catch that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it So is. that's the thing about punishments and rewards, too, is we want to keep in mind is if we're not looking for heart change and if that's we're right. only focusing on behavior change... Adults and children both will usually just try to figure out how to avoid the punishment. Yeah, Yeah, if you like rewards and punishment might work if you're just looking for behavior change. But if you really want to do the heart change. Yeah, and I don't think in the long term it even works for behavior change. Yeah, there's too too many other factors that that knock it down. So true, so true. We really want to help with the heart change and yes. the internal change yes. of, a, of, a, of a child. Yes. Because they go off to college and then all the extrinsic... Ex- extrinsic. Yeah. All that is removed from them and then they go to college and they just just go crazy. But if it's built in them, inside of them, mm-hmm. then they can make decisions. They can make mm-hmm. wise choices. And that's where we want our children to be. Yeah. So another problem with rewards and punishments that keeps them from being effective is they rely on an inconsistent authority. 
Mm-hmm. We can't possibly see everything. It depends on our mood, depends on what we're focused on that day. Yes. And potentially damaging to the relationship. And I think you had something to tie in with that as well. Yes, the fear. And that's when a child can remember, a lot of times when they're punished, what they remember is the, ch- the adult being upset with them or, you know, they just feel that feeling of fear and not really what was supposed to happen, that they're being corrected or disciplined. Another thought I thought when you were just saying that about not being consistent, for an adult to make a judgment, that's a scary area to even work through because I would think the ultimate judge, or I I believe the ultimate judge is God and his word. So we put that in place, but still there's going to be days when we are tired or we're not available or we're just off Mm -hmm. and we don't see it like we should see it. So us being the judge, mm, I don't want to be there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So yeah, that's the ineffectiveness of punishment for Mm -hmm. sure. So when we think about rewards and punishments, we always ultimately want to check our own heart as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. If our intent is to punish the child, we're trying to control the child's behavior. That's right. I mean, our intention becomes we want them to do what we want them to do. We want, we're trying to control them, make something happen. When really our intent is one of encouragement, teaching, guiding, Mm -hmm. helping them gain wisdom, helping them grow. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about when you may be tired or busy, it's always helpful to kind of pull it in. Just breathe, Mm -hmm. pray. Mm, That's right. So you can really be present with your child in that moment and help them. And that's the goal. You know, this, this whole episode right now with rewards and punishment, we want you, we want to encourage you to be present, just like Leslie said, and encourage and love and love those children that the Lord's given you. We say this over and over again, teach, Mm -hmm. problem solve. Teach and train, disciple, teach and practice the missing skill. And so Mm. I said all of those over and over, essentially the same thing, because that's how many times it's going to take to teach your child the skill. And repetition is so good. Even in what we're saying, even teaching the skill to your child. It's going to take take more than one time of teaching. Mm. Keep supporting. Also support emotional regulation. Mm. Teach them how to handle big feelings when they come and go. Help them co-regulate. I was going to say, yeah. and model it. Model you know, it for And them. that's the toughest. Yes. And we covered this in one of, in our New Year's episode. I think it was a New Year's, New Day's resolution oh, yeah. um, episode. Help your children set commitments. So listen to that episode if you're interested. But celebrate when they achieve their commitments. Mm-hmm. Oops, if they want to try it again. Mm-hmm. Teach them uh, who they are in Christ. Teach and guide. Teach and guide. Teach, mm-hmm. train, and disciple our children for their future success. Mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, and spiritually. I think we, we talked about all of these areas. Mm-hmm. Our reward, we do get a reward, mm-hmm. but we don't have to work for it. And our reward is salvation. So the verse we have here is Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourself. It is a gift of God so that no one can boast. Another important point is, you know, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh. Romans 8, 1, a. Oh, there's the there's, reference. There we go. Reference. I knew it was somewhere, huh? And, you know, going back to that one uh, that we don't have to earn it, it's a gift. 
You know, you can give gifts to your kids all the time. They don't. They just don't have to be. It doesn't have to be a reward for something they've done. But you can give them gifts all the time. And a matter of fact, <clears throat> children, y'all can give me a gift too. <laughs> y'all listening? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, gifts are great. Consequences happen all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't always have to make them up. Our mm-hmm. goal is to teach our children behaviors, help them become aware of choices and mm-hmm. outcomes, consequences, and learn to do differently. Build up the skills. Yeah, and raise your children's awareness of the consequences and ownership of their choices. Help them solve the problems and support healthy and wise choices. As a parting thought, give empathy and compassion to your child. And you might read over the prodigal story of the prodigal son, which is Luke 15, 11 through 32, and consider the story there. You know, the other son questioned, why no punishment for mm. for the other son? And we just want to leave you with that and think, you know, what is the reward? What is the celebration? Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at the Mind of a Child Pod, or you can email us at the Mind of a Child Podcast at gmail.com.